Nuts. Give poor starving Googie munchings and crunchings. Nice apple. Welcome back to Disney Marvels for week of October 18th, 2020. This is episode 105. Disney Marvels, the show about Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, Pixar, 20th Century, the parks, and much, much more. If it has to do with Disney, it's fair game. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. Hey. On a side note, I want to take this moment to say I want to change the show up a little bit. And I want you... You, the listener out there, to be part of this show. I want this segment at the beginning to be your part. To have either something that you suggest to be part of this show, your voicemails, your messages. I want somehow a, a discussion that you want. I want you to be part of this show. And I want to dedicate the beginning of this show to you. So now, more than ever, please email any suggestions, any questions, any comments that you would want to be part of the show to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm slash DisneyMarvels to leave a voice message or you can record a voice message on your phone and email to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com. All easy ways, send it to me, be part of the show, Join in, and this is be our show. And this will be awesome because I'm sure everyone would love to hear what you have to say. Nothing's going to be off the table. As long as it has to do with Disney or it's appropriate, bring it up. Let's hear the conversation, and we'll, we'll, let's see what we, what we can make of this. Because I, I'm really excited about this. I, I, I hope you're excited about it, and I want you to be part of us, part of the Disney Marvel show. The show is about you guys, is for you guys. Now I want you part of it. So please, email, voice messages, whatever, smoke signals. I'll, I'll look for them at the sky. Send them this way. Carrier pigeon, we accept those too. And uh, yeah, we. I want you to be part of this show. It, we'll be back after a few words from our friends and sponsors. Hi Disney Marvels fans, my name's Tash and my BFF Mercedes and I make a weekly podcast dedicated to all things Disney. From music, movies and food and parks to fun weekly challenges, we discuss it all over at Chat Disney. You can find us on Instagram at Chat Disney or Twitter at Chat Disney UK. We release weekly episodes every Monday morning, which can be found on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Bye for now. And now on with the show. Hidden by darkness, guarded by witches, discovered by a boy, stolen by a king, whoever owns it will rule the world or destroy it. That is the tagline from, one would say, Disney's more controversial 
or despised or hmm, mocked. I don't know. One of Disney's darkest and a lot of people would probably even say least loved animated feature films. And I'm talking about the one and the only, The Black Cauldron. It is based on a, a book, or actually a series of books. And this movie has such, such a muddled history and past of how it came to be that there was the, the anticipation or the weight that was on Disney Animation's shoulders to make this movie was so great that it almost seemed impossible that the movie was ever going to get made. And unfortunately, it ended up probably being one of those situations that it was, well, just end it and put it out there and be done with it. Um... It, it was not an easy movie for Disney to, to make, to, despite that it was something that they'd worked on for many, many years. Uh, as I said, it, it's based on a, a book series. The, the movie's loosely based upon the first two books in Lloyd Alexander's Pradian Chronicles. I, I apologize if I, I said that wrong, Pradian. Um, the Book of Three and The Black Cauldron. The Chronicles, uh, in turn, are loosely based on mythology of the ancient Wales, um, or the Welsh, and a collection of tales known as, oh, I'm never going to be able to pronounce that one, Madag Madagon. I apologize to anyone, the, the Welsh or uh, the UK for my, my pronunciations. Um, the, pro the production of this movie can be traced back to 1971. When Walt Disney purchased, um, well, not Walt Disney himself, but Walt Disney Pictures purchased the screen rights to Alexander's The, the Chronicles of uh, Pridean, um, the, the movie took over 12 years to make. Five years of actual production, and it cost about $25 million. About a thousand different hues and colors were used, and 34 miles of stock film was used. It's it was quite quite the work, um, and fortunately, with how it all went down, was the end of a lot of historic animators' careers with Disney or in general. But uh, the remainder of the Nine Old Menton were working on it, and and people that had been there since Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty and, and maybe earlier, and they just said. That's it. I'm done. I, I can't work like this. I can't do this kind of stuff. The, and the ambition initially was so great. And maybe one day I will have somebody on that could really talk in depth about the creation of this movie and, and the Titanic story of how this movie came up. Um, the production and the release of the movie came about. <clears throat> but from my perspective... I remember when it came out, and it, to me, it seemed really cool. I, I remember going to, I don't know if it was McDonald's, Roy's Big Boy, uh, uh, Roy Rogers, one of those. And I, I got a pair of sunglasses that had Gurgi on it. And to me, that was awesome, because Gurgi seemed really cool. 
Um, fast forward almost 30 years, and uh, he's a different type of character in my perspective now, but I did rewatch the movie on Disney Plus so that way I could I could talk about it better and not something that I saw in the 80s but something I saw recently. And it's it is different. It is a different movie for Disney, particularly if you look at the movies of now. You have to remember this is a product of its time and a lot of the movies in the 80s had much heavier tones to them for for whatever re that's just how the movies were made i mean you even look at the the um one of my favorites from that time with the transformer movie and you know here's a, this line that of characters that particularly young boys really marketed to young boys that here's all your favorite characters from this tv show and you have their action their toys and they're on the big screen you're watching a movie and spoiler alert in the first 10 minutes most of them die so yes the 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 way stuff was presented in the 80s was was a lot heavier i mean at the end of the 80s you get little mermaid but that's 89 this is four years earlier and you know even got movies like great mouse detective oliver and company that also, uh, not so much Oliver and Company, but at points Oliver and Company does have the the heavier tones. Um, Great Mouse Detective again has some heavier undertones to it, and Black Cauldron just kind of sums it up with with a lot of it. Uh, some beautiful, beautiful work with watercolor in the beginning of what will become computer um, special effects that they put into it, which partially boosted the budget um and also the use probably one of the last use of the multi-plane ca camera at the very beginning which does kind of seem out of place now it worked great for snow white in in movies that it was used in afterwards this time it did seem a little um a little dated but it still it still works great. However, you thinking about how that they how they used it and how they made it, um, it was really really awesome. Um, it is is about a boy who gets thrown onto a a, a journey, a quest that he is not ready for. At least. We know he's not ready for it. He thinks he's going to be ready for it. And inevitably blunders the quest and things progress from there. But to me, I, I actually, should I say enjoyed it? I didn't dislike it. I found it... I, yes, yes, me, the one that's always trying to be positive and, and doesn't hate or dislike anything. I, I did enjoy it. It was a at first, okay, it took a little bit to get going. You the steam to get built up to get those wheels turning at the beginning. Of course, you're building stuff up. I enjoyed what I saw, but I also wonder what could have been the parts that were cut out, some parts that were animated and removed. 
some parts that were just storyboarded and removed the initial the initial battle of the horn king on the the fairy kingdom and, and stuff that was left out um there's some parts that were just a lot darker than what we got just to keep it at a pg rating and it i i thought was pretty cool um it was like oh, disney's attempt of the lord of the rings and I'm not talking the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings. Remember, there was a Lord of the Rings, an animated Lord of the Rings that came out well before Peter Jackson ever tackled the uh, tackled the um, the stories. So this this is kind of that in that vein of um, storytelling and animation. And yes, it got butchered um, for the you know the nicest way possible putting it. But they, you could tell that there was a lot of passion and a lot of people tried to do their best with this movie because you have some of the special effects and animation on it is some of the best that I've seen from Disney on the hand-drawn animated end, which means anything from Winnie the Pooh and or Princess and the Frog back to, to Snow White. Um some of the best special effects are coming from this movie where you have the, the green smoke or some of the fire elements and, and stuff that kind of just seeped through the movie and at different times and really sets the tone and really sets the things that are going to be happening or characters and, and situations. And to me, those look great. And I'm not going to get hung up on the special effects, but I'm just saying the, you know, if you if you want to look for anything, look at these things because they really, really change up the tones of the movie and really just carry a a gravitas of um, setting the tone and the situation. And there's really no happy points. Uh, the the beginning starts off all right, and again following like they said the Lord of the Rings type of situ scenario, where. You know, the Fellowship of the Rings. Everything's all hunky-dory. Until one day, this ring needs to show up and you got situations going on there. In this case, instead of a ring, we have a pig. And the pig foretells the coming of the Horn King's army to find out where this black cauldron is. Strangely enough, only a pig knows where the black cauldron is. That, don't question it. That's the story has something to do with mythology most likely whatever i'm running with it i'm not questioning it and so our hero has to go and deal with it the it, it's like i said peculiar yes is it different of course is it a little strange you, you know you you trust the, the the junior handler of a pig to go on this quest and you know yeah I mean it, you know Taron is just he's a, a quirky type of character but you kind of go with some of the other British novelizations from the time you know Frodo you, you got the um, characters from Chronicles of Narnia and it, you kind of see a pattern in how some of these characters are developed and are portray, portrayed. 
So no, he's not too far from an Edmund or a Percy or any of those. So I, yeah, like I said, how the characters come are introduced are a bit rushed. And so, you know, you don't, some of the characters, you really don't get a good sense of who the character is and the relationship and why all of a sudden are they, they bound together other than they're, you know, they're, they're trying to escape and then they just end up on this quest together, which again, Lord of the Rings, kind of how that happened too. You just, you know, you have the main characters walk along and then, oh, other people are showing up and going on the magic quest as well with them or um, at the, the quest as well. So that's again, acceptable. And I'm I'm not saying that this is up to the level of Lord of the Rings. I'm just using it as comparisons because you, you have a lot of similarities in that. The Horn King is a scary, scary villain. And he, I think in some ways, was underutilized. And I know this movie was butchered, again, you, um, taken apart. And we we lost a lot of what made this character so bad, or I mean not I mean evil, and you you get a sense of it, and you know that there was more there, and just the way that he acts, and the way that he looks, and the way that he moves is just fantastic, and you just, like I said, you just get this um, sense of you know he he could have been one of the great villains of Disney. Uh, Disney history uh, if it wasn't for the the circumstances of this movie I mean moving on to the circumstances the management team at the Walt Disney Productions changed during this movie's post-production in 1984 when Katzenberg and the newly installed chairman of the Walt Disney Studios he screened the nearly completed movie and he was appalled by its darkness and graphic nature that's his words, not mine. He suggested editing the movie, and when the producer, Drew Hale, protested, um, animated movies are typically not edited in post-production the same way live-action movies are. Usually it's done during production and pre-production. Katzenberg responded by having the movie brought into an editing bay and edited it himself. Informed... Um, Informed Katz, what Katzenberg was doing by Hale, Michael Eisner, then newly installed CEO and chairman of the Walt Disney production, called Katzenberg into the editing room and convinced him to stop. Though he did what Eisner insisted, Katzenberg requested that the movie be modified. Such a compromising deal was reached. Katzenberg then delayed the scheduled Christmas 84 release to the July 85 so that the movie could be reworked. Had it not gone through the, the last-minute uh, drastic changes, this movie would have had held the distinction of being the only full-length Disney animated movie and the first movie released under the Walt Disney Picture banner to be rate, rated PG-13 or even R by MPAA. After several months of hard work, the final cut ultimately received just a PG rating from the MPAA, the first Disney animated movie, um, and the only one until Dinosaur in 2000 to have a PG rating. Can you imagine Imagine a Disney movie, an animated 
Disney movie with an R rating. And the R rating is not because of... Put this in a family-friendly way, adult content. It has more to do with graphic visuals of gore and um, violence, probably. I mean, you have the undead soldiers, or, or better known as the Cauldron Born. And this is before Game of Thrones, everyone. So, Cauldron Born is, you know, or something that sounds very similar to that is not a Game of Thrones thing. That actually has to do with Black Cauldron. They're creepy enough as it is in PG. Imagine. Imagine what that would have been with an R movie. Again, the potential that this movie had. I I, I wish... And, and it's Disney. And knowing how Disney usually operates, there's a version of this film, or there is the segments of this film locked away, deeply locked away, into a vault somewhere. I would love one day to be able to sit down. God rest his soul, I wish Dave Smith was still here because I would be calling him up and say, Dave, I want to have a viewing of the original cut of this movie. You know, everyone calls for the Snyder cut of Justice League. I want the Hale cut of Black Cauldron because there is so much potential, I think, hidden within this movie. You know, people poo-poo it and, you know, and talk it down because that's, that's sometimes the easy thing to do. I like to look for the harder angle and think what could have been. And I think there could have been a lot to this movie. Um, I, I think there could have been some very interesting twists and some fantastic animation work that could have really changed the face of animation. Um when you're talking about respects to storytelling and visualization. Remember, when Snow White came out, there had never been a full-length featured animated movie before. And there was never a serious full-length anima really animated objects before. Before Snow White, cartoons were usually there as fillers, entertainment, and lighthearted fun. Snow White, people thought, again, and I know I've told you this in the past, was going to be Walt Disney's folly. Everyone was expecting it to fail. They were going in for a laugh. And when they came out and felt the emotional move, movements and the power of Snow White, they couldn't believe what they saw. And that changed the face of animation at that point. Pinocchio did the same thing, you know, kept on going from there. This, I think, could have had almost a similar feel to it. You, you think back to Rescuers and just how dark and gritty that was and how you know unique that stands out especially at that time. And again that's that one is the late 70s so it's still kind of around that same time. I think an action adventure movie of that caliber by Disney Animation would have changed the perspective. And that was part of the problem. And that's the problem that Katzenberg was having. We are Disney. We don't do dark. Right around that time is whenever Disney came out with Touchstone Pictures. So this way they can do slightly more adult-oriented movies like Pretty Woman to... Uh, I'm not Pretty Woman, sorry. Um, Splash. And some of these other movies to 
not have it bear the Disney name so that way people don't think it's a kid's movie because it is not. This is something that plagued the Black Cauldron in not being able to produce it to the potential that I think a lot of the animators and the producers wanted to do. They wanted to show we can take the next step. We can do something bigger with this. We, we can make a movie that people were not expecting. And they weren't allowed to. This is, again, when Eisner was just coming in the door. So a lot of things were changing at Disney. Changing of the guard and everything. I mean, you you know, Fox and the Hound is a very Disney-esque type of movie, particularly around that time. You know, it's, you know, you got the songs, you know, like the little animals running around talking to each other. It is a very safe and contemporary movie. And, you know, Oliver and Company little step above that but again safe and contemporary movie but they start bringing in some bigger names in that you have Bette Midler and Billy Joel involved in it this one doesn't have too many uh, huge names in it It, and again I enjoyed it and I kind of wanted more from it and maybe that's the problem that a lot of people have that they do want more from it and I know no fault of its own that we were we'd lost those things um you know and it is worth trying like many foods worth trying once and then form your own opinion on it just because one person says sushi is amazing doesn't mean that you're gonna love it so have you seen Disney Pictures The Black Hole and what is your honest take on it? Not necessarily what someone else told you, but what is your honest take? And if you hated it, let us know. And let us know why. If you loved it, let us know and let us know why. Send all that information. Join the conversation on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Disney Marvel's podcast or our Facebook group. Facebook.com slash group slash Disney Marvel's podcast. We're also on the Instagram at Disney Marvels Podcast and on the Twitter at just Disney Mar- at Disney Marvels. You can also email the show with your answers or suggestions to DisneyMarvels at gmail.com or you can leave us a voice message through the Anchor app and or websites. Links to everything are in the show notes. I want to thank you for your time. I know how crazy and you know just unpredictable life is at the moment and apologize for missing out on an episode the other week and delay on this episode it is like I said crazy times crazy times for everybody crazy times all around make it a double the fact that you've taken some of that crazy time and be able to spend it with me really means a lot I really really appreciate it the, the only thing I can ask in return is please, please tell your friends, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, anyone that you know that or stranger down the street wearing a Disney shirt. Let them know about the Disney Marvels podcast. Tell them about it. Get more people listening. Or if you don't want to talk to a stranger down the street, go onto iTunes, hop onto iTunes and give us a rating there. Leave a, um, a review. 
that really helps push the show and more people gets exposed to more people and um, I mean we have a bunch of five star we have only five star reviews at the moment I, I still can't believe that and I, I really thank you thank you thank you for taking your time and giving us such wonderful reviews it, it just fills me with such joy and uh, I, I couldn't have done I can't do this show without all of you so please spread the word help this Disney family get to be bigger the bigger the Disney family the better won't believe that and I believe it don't also forget to subscribe to the show this way you always know when new episodes are posted but also while you're at consider becoming a premium subscriber you could do that over at anchor.fm slash Disney slash support or you can find us on our Patreon page. Links to that also in the show notes. Patreon, you get some cool stuff too. So maybe that's something to consider. Because remember, this show is brought to you by listeners like you. Whatever you're facing out there, no matter how difficult, how impossible, just how, how dark and just kind of overwhelming things may seem right now and at this moment, don't give up. Don't. There is a light. Look for this light that's inside you. And I, I don't want to hear it's not there because it's there. It's in all of us. But that light that's inside you is special to you. It's not someone else's. It is your own. And you need to find it. Sometimes it's hidden really far down. But trust me. Trust me. It is there. Find it. Embrace it. Let it warm you. Let it embrace you. Let it shine for the world to see. Because you are special. You are worth it. You are amazing and beautiful. Don't let anyone ever say otherwise. Believe in yourself. Be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in. I'm going to end this quote, uh, end this show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. You're dead if you only aim for kids. Adults are only kids grown up anyway. And that is from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.